Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the One Zone Podcast. This is a different setting than what we've ever had before. Uh, we're here at the Brookfield Group in their amazing studio. Uh, and of course, we have an amazing guest. So matching amazing studio with amazing guests, that's how we do it. So uh, Steve, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Oh, it's uh, great to be here. Great it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you would, before we get started with some questions and start having some conversation, just tell our folks a little bit about yourself and uh, the amazing things that you guys have been doing over the years at Jiffy Lube. Well, for, I mean, for me, I grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. I went to school at Penn State. There you go. Uh, that somehow they let me into Indiana <laughs> back in 1985 when uh, when I first moved here. All the questions were, "Did you go to IU or Purdue?" And I'd say I went to Penn State, and people would look at me like, "Who who told you that you could come here?" <laughs> uh, so it's been it's been great. I met my wife here. Uh, we have four great kids. They're all they're all grown adults. Yeah. Uh, they don't always act that way, but their dad doesn't always act that way either. So uh, that might be genetic. Yeah. Uh, but we've built a really nice life here. We, yeah. we, my wife is not from here either, uh, but we've both been here since the mid '80s, and uh, and we definitely call ourselves uh, Hoosiers now that we finally had one of the kids graduate from IU. So oh, I've, paid, I've paid tuition at IU. There I think that makes me a Hoosier. That, those, are, those are some requirements. I so think we so. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. well, so we we got into business in 1985. Moved here to, to, when we bought the franchise for Jiffy Lube. Yeah. Um, so that's all I've done since since we came, and uh, we've built it up to our 51st store is wow. under construction right now down in Whiteland, awesome. and we're uh, you know, we've built a we've built a really nice uh, company, good culture, and uh, we had a lot of tough years. We had a lot of years we we were hanging on by our fingernails. I had a banker once tell me that our debt to equity ratio was infinity. And, uh, and we walked out of there and went, I think we need a new banker. And, <laughs> and so, so we did and, and, uh, and, and things have worked out in the last, the last 10 or 12 years have been every year is better than the one before. That's awesome. So, so 51, which is un yeah. unbelievable by the way. So where was the first one? How did you get into, to be really being a part of Jiffy Lube? What was that like? Well, we bought the franchise in 85. I moved to Indianapolis knowing that this would be our biggest market, yeah. and we started looking for real estate. So the first three pieces of property we bought, uh, one was on East Washington Street, one was at, on 31 South and Stop 11, and one was at 86th in Michigan. Uh, the East Washington Street site is, is closed down. Yeah. Uh, we've leased it out to some other people. The 31 South site is now a tire barn because we bought the old McQuick's Q loop oh, yeah, that was yeah. up on the corner. So we moved the Jiffy Lube up there and we rent to tire barn. Uh, and then we still have 86 to Michigan. So those were our original three in Indy. But before those opened up, we got a call one day uh, from a company in Fort Wayne that had nine locations. They were called 10 Minute Oil Change. They heard we were in town uh, looking to grow. They said they had a deal with Valvoline, but that they were they got upset with Valvoline in the negotiations, and they said, if you can get us a million dollars on Friday, you can take this deal away. We'll sell it wow. to you instead. I had like I checked my pockets. I had about twelve dollars, <laughs> uh, but we called Jiffy Lube Corporate. They yeah. put us in touch with Pennzoil. Called the president of Pennzoil, who I'd never talked to before, and told him the situation. And he said, "Will you pay me back?" And we said. Uh, yeah, give us 90 days. We'll find a way to pay you back. Wow. And so he flew, his pilot flew a check to the Fort Wayne airport. My partner met him at the airport, got the guy just landed, came, walked, the stairs came down. He walked over to Jay and handed him an envelope and got back on the plane and flew back to Houston. And we went and bought 
nine locations. So that's why our office is still in Fort Wayne. Yeah. We still have a couple people. Uh, we're down, down to one person who was still, who was there that first day. Wow. And, uh, they had stores in Fort Wayne, Lafayette, uh, Kokomo, and a couple down in Kentucky, actually, that we, we had for a few years, and we sold those. Well, you know, before we get into the, the ins and outs of Jiffy Lube, I mean, you're, you're such a true entrepreneur. I mean, I mean, being able to, to figure out ways and, 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 you know, when there's a wall, how do you make a window or how do you make a door? And so, you know, one of the things, obviously, we're in, uh, we've got Platform 24, which is, a, you know, a space where... Uh, you know, really can help startups and those things. Anything that you would have for entrepreneurs, like any suggestions, any thoughts for entrepreneurs? Because you've truly, you know, like $12 in your pocket and there's a, there's, you're, you're calling everybody and their mom and you find the right people and, and, and the guy gets off the plane. Like that's entrepreneurship of how do we make, it's not, it's, here's the problem. How do we find a solution? And, and you've been able to do that. And, and so any, any advice for anybody? Well, I, I think, I think in general, people want to help. Yeah. And so if, if, if you ask, uh, enough people, you'll find somebody <laughs> that'll want to help. And so, it, you know, I, I, I think tenacity and uh, uh, never giving up, staying optimistic, finding my, my, our motto in life in the Sander family is find a way to say yes. Uh, it doesn't mean yes is always the right answer, but I hate it when people say no without even thinking about it. You know, yeah. it's like if no is your default, life is not going to be as good for you as it could be. Right. You know, like, think about whether you can say yes before you say no and then and then you know pay it forward if, if people have been good to you then you you owe it to others to be good to them and I, I think you just you just stay at it dogged determination like I said when the, when the banker told us we should wrap it up because our debt to equity yeah. was infinity like neither my partner nor I I mean we walked out of there like yeah okay he's right that's our yeah, yeah, that's it, it is infinity. There's no other way to view it. But what do we do now? What, what step do we take next? And how do we keep plotting forward? And I used to joke that I, I knew all the credit people in town because <laughs> we we uh, you know we we paid late for for yeah. years, and and yet some of my best friends have come out of that experience because they hung with us because yeah. they believed in us and they knew that these guys are going to get this figured out. We grew. We had 31 stores in two and a half years, wow. from zero to 31, and and we were out of money. I mean, it was it was bad, and so we we just kept fighting. We sold the stores we had in Kentucky. We had some stores in Michigan. We sold those, and it, by 1991, we were just an Indiana company. And 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 from that point, we've been we've wow. been pretty solid. In 1999, we bought all the Q lubes. Uh, which had been McQuicks for yeah, those yeah. Who, who were who are my age and remember <laughs> McQuicks, uh, they were a great local competitor. They had sold out to Quaker State, changed the name to Q Lube, and we were able to buy those Q Lubes in in 1999, and that really set us up. Yeah. You know, we went from uh, being the second most stores to being the 600 pound gorilla. Yeah, I'm and we've been that way for a long time, but now we have. Couple new comp- Valvoline has come back into the market, and and these great young guys, uh, 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 Elliot and Adam uh, and Andrew, have taken over the uh, Take Five franchise here, oh, yeah. and, and they I've met with them twice. Uh, I don't have a lot of time for the Valvoline; they're corporate owned, and <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But the but but uh, Andy Morrison and Elliot uh, are are they just remind me of me? Yeah. So I've had breakfast with them a couple times, and we're competitors, but uh, but I'd help them anytime they ask, and and I think uh, 
I, I just, every time I meet with them, I go tell my wife, I'm, I think I'm looking in the mirror, except they're in way better shape than I am. <laughs> uh, but I think that those guys have a chance to, to, to be good. Yeah. Uh, and I tell them, well, you know, we're not really, we're in the quick lube business, but we're really competing with the car dealers and right. like, we're not really competing with each other. We're the smartest place to take your car, the quick lube world where you get in, you get out. Yeah. It's easy. Um, you know, the, the, uh, speed and convenience is what people want and that's what we offer. So hopefully, and so far we haven't been beating each other up and, and I hope we can keep that, uh, they asked me, is it okay if we don't get along with Valvoline? I said, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but we're buddies. Yeah. But we're buddies. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I, I really, I mean, I, yeah, I just look at them and, and it makes me smile. They're the same age as, of, as my two sons, uh, who have not wanted to get into the business. And uh, so it's, it's been fun meeting them, and, and I, I wish them well, even though, you know, our new Whiteland store is right up the street from them. Right, so, right. And they, they built right next to us. So we'll get along, and, uh, you know, you, you hope everybody succeeds. Well, when you see somebody that has that same feel and act as you were, you know, when you were trying to get started and doing those things, it, it's pretty contagious, I think. Entrepreneurship is pretty contagious when you see, uh, you know, anybody that wants to go from point A to point B and they're doing the work and they're putting the effort in, it's always contagious. So yeah. I always find that. But now let's talk about Jiffy Lube. Of course, uh, I know you and I talked about this earlier, but you and I met uh, about a year ago and your facility there in Fishers, that area uh, over by Hamilton Town Center, um, there's this mural on the wall. And I'm thinking to myself, this is unbelievable. Um, but then you and I were keep talking like, oh yeah, we've got more than just this mural. We've got this one and this one. What, where did the murals, when, when did that start for you guys? And then, um, you know, where does that come from that passion to be able to add that into the community? Cause it's amazing. It's unbelievable. If anybody's got a chance to see it on Hamilton town, there are a 3d image. Um, uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece of art, but you guys are using local artists and finding ways to give back. And so just to know if you wanted to share a little bit about the sure, mural. Sure. Yeah. For that mural in Fishers, Carl Leck is the local yeah. artist, Southport High School. Shout out to Southport. There you go. Uh, but Carl Leck is, is an incredible local artist. Um, he also painted the mural. We met him when he painted the mural at 82nd and Allisonville of the multicolored oh, yeah, bird yeah. that's underneath the ice apparently. And he won't explain to me where that comes from in his mind, but, yeah. uh, but I loved that mural. And so when we were building a new store, uh, we decided to hire Carl again and I can't help myself. The new store in Whiteland will have another Carl Leck oh mural gosh, on it. Awesome. And I, but I told him I have to, this is like, uh, I don't want to get too addicted to Carl Leck <laughs> because we're, we are trying to spread the spread the wealth yeah. and expose all the different uh, artists, as many artists as we can. So I told him I won't ask you for a fourth one, but uh, but I love his work. The, the one that Sid Fisher's was yeah. in USA Today. Yeah, it's I, unbelievable. I, I call from a guy in Portland like, hey, why don't you do this at your Jiffy Lubes? I'm like, that is my Jiffy Lube, pal. Come on. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that one's incredible. I, the one I was at this morning, Coda Witzkin is yep. doing one at 104th in Michigan that she's about three quarters of the way done with. And it's, it is amazing. The yep. colors are, are, are Co vibrant. And, and uh, Coda is, Coda's amazing. Coda's, I mean, uh, we yeah, used her very for busy a couple Fishers. things for us and it's unbelievable. She, unbelievable. she is so positive and I, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Coda's and every art, every artist, yep. you know, we've Kyle Ragsdale, has been was amazing. Pamela Bliss, who did the Reggie Miller and Kurt Vonnegut murals, oh, yeah, did one yeah. for us at thirty one and stop eleven on the south side. Uh, 
you know, Christina Hollering, William Denton Ray, mm-hmm. the list, we have 18 yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, uh, Megan Jefferson was with us from the start. She did, she helped on the first three. Okay. And then where's the first she, one? Where was the first so one? So we did three. Uh, the first one is up at uh, 116th and Keystone. Okay. It's called Breathe. So okay. the whole, the high, I'll step back one second. Yeah. The, the idea started when our Broad Ripple store kept getting tagged with graffiti. And a good friend of mine, Susie Marshall from Torchlight, uh, told me one day that she'd seen the graffiti. And she goes, you know, I know this artist group. Uh, they call themselves the Department of Public Words. Uh, uh, Holly and Dave and uh, and Megan Jefferson. Holly yeah. and Dave Combs and Megan Jefferson were, were doing art. They did the You Are Beautiful signage down at Fountain oh, Square. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. They'd done a bunch of things around the city, but they believed they did the Monon train. Uh, oh, gotcha. along yeah. the trail. Yeah. So th- everything they did had words in it or a word because they believe in the power of words. And so the first one they did, uh, we were trying to figure out what to do with the Broad Ripple store. But in the meantime, they, they Justin Cooper, uh, artist they work with, did the Breathe Mural, which was our first one that actually went up, and it's up at 116th and Keystone. Wow. Uh, then Harmony was done uh, at Broad Ripple. Yeah. Uh, and then the third one was really cool because it was my cousin. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's awesome. I was sitting with Dave Combs one day, uh, and, and he was talking about the battles he'd had with bipolar disorder and, and manic depression. And and he started to explain. He was hospitalized. And, uh, I mean, we we're having a real – really, Holly and Dave were great. We, were just, we just hit it off from the start. So we were having a, a very personal discussion about – his battles. And, and I, I asked him, how'd you get through? Like what, what, yeah. what helped you? And he said, I was in the hospital and I went down to the library one day in the hospital. And I found this cartoon book. And I'm, as an artist, I was interested in the, in the art and the drawing of the cartoons. And, but it was a, it was a autobiographical cartoon book about the trials and uh, of having bipolar and, oh, and wow. manic depression. Yeah. And I looked and I said, you mean the book marbles by Ellen Forney? And he goes, yeah, how do you know that? And I said, she's my cousin. Oh, my gosh. He's like, you're kidding me. So I, we FaceTimed her. She's out in Seattle. She's 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 built a great career herself as, as an artist, cartoonist, graphic novelist, she yeah. would call herself. Uh, she She's done a massive public art project in Seattle with the Capitol, uh, Capitol Hill, whatever, the train, the train station. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she did a huge project. Um, uh, public art, two huge public art pieces there, like $150,000 commission or something like that. Um, So we got Ellen on the phone. We started, I introduced her to Dave. I mean, he, he couldn't believe like you saved my life. It was, it was a really emotional call for him. And so we started talking to Ellen, why don't we do the cover of your book as a mural? Oh my gosh. And she said, I'd love to do that. So we, we flew her in. I got to spend four days with That's my nice. cousin. That's awesome. Uh, we crowd painted that one down at Indy Reed's bookstore on, at the end of Mass Ave. And, uh, uh, and then they did a, she and Dave and, and a woman that runs the uh, National Alliance for Mental Illness did a panel discussion. We packed the house. We must have had 75 people crammed into the bookstore right. to listen to the three of them share their stories and and to help us paint the mural. And that mural's now at our uh, Rangeline Road store in Carmel. Okay. So wow. uh, it was up at 151st Street in Meridian at that store. We moved it down to Carmel because we put a new mural up at that store. So 
anyone that goes by you know, 1270 South Rangeline Road, you can see the Marbles mural, which which really has uh, great meaning to, to yeah. me, to Dave, and, and to the foundation of this whole program. Because once once that one went up, uh, I was all I was completely in. Yeah, like I mean, this thing worked. We raised money for the National Alliance for Mental Illness. There's a green ribbon on that mural, and we made green pins and and were you know donation for five dollars when you got an oil change. Uh, we'd give five dollars off if you donated five dollars, and wow. and so we raised five or six thousand bucks in a few weeks for for Nami, and uh, and that one really got us going. And at that point, uh, Dave and Holly. I uh, decided to move to Florida for a little bit, and yeah. we, w- but we didn't want to give up the program. So we went to the Arts Council. Uh, they had heard about what we were doing. They'd been watching. And once we got with them, it just blew up. Wow, uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, we do a request for artists now. The first year we had 22. The second year we had 67 apply. Oh and gosh. then we had 123 apply. So it's like every artist in Indiana <laughs> I was is, say. is now aspiring to paint yeah. a Jiffy Lube ball. That is awesome. And, and it's you know, the investment of giving into the arts too. I think that's a huge piece of it. And what people don't always realize is that everything has a story behind it. And I think that's the power of what you guys have created is that, um, you know, you as the owner, not only, you could probably sit here with me on all 18 of them and tell me the story and the people. I could go for hours. (laughs) I I know, but, but that's the power of it. And I think that's your investment in that. I think that's huge. Well, Um, one of the fun things we're doing, we have signs on most of them. We'll soon we'll have signs on all of them that'll tell the story. So for people that go and visit, they'll, they'll be able to see what the artist's inspiration was. And we're out, we're doing a deal now where if you go take a selfie in front of three, any three of them and post it, we send you a free oil change. Oh my so, gosh. Okay. So we'll, we'll, uh, so, so yeah, one zone will help partner okay. with you and we'll get that out to everybody. Great. Uh, so anybody watching, uh, we'll get that going next. Uh, we'll go through marketing crew and, and help right. it because I think, uh, it's powerful. And I think the other thing is after you and I met and you had told me about the different locations, my wife and I, we got in the car and I'm like, okay, you know, Steve told me to go this one and that one. And, uh, so then it's all of a sudden you're, you're getting to know your community a little bit better, you know? Well, and it was great a lot huge. during COVID when kids yeah. were home. I mean, we had a lot of families, a lot of, a lot of people would load the kids up in the car and go, we, I'd hear yeah. stories. Hey, we went out and looked at 80 or murals today. And so oh, that's why we came up with this. Well, Hey, good. If you share it on social media, it gets us a little exposure, uh, you know, the challenge for us as a business is you only need an oil change two or three times a year, most yeah. people. And so how do you stay relevant the other 362 days? Right, right. And so anything we can do to get people talk, hey, did you see the mural at the Jiffy Lube? Hey, did you see what's going on at Jiffy Lube? Yeah. Hey, I read about Jiffy Lube doing the growing people through work or Jiffy Lube's doing the do more program or all the, the no ticket, let's fix it thing with the police forces. Oh, now yeah, like we're yeah. doing so many different things that but the, the, the motivation from our side, from a pure business standpoint is, I mean, we have a business that you only need a couple times a year, and yeah. we, but we want you to think about us more than that. Yeah, so. and I think that's powerful. And that gets into kind of my next piece of this, which is um, we've shared this article uh, with our members, but the, the things that you and your team do to invest in your people, and I think that that's a huge thing. I think a lot of, no, no matter what you do as an organization, um, your people are the core of who you are and what you do. And I think it's so important. That's why I was excited to have you on the podcast as well, is that the investment you've made in your people, um, you know, when you were in, you and I were at the Fisher's location, um, it really stuck with me about the things that you guys are doing to help anybody and everybody that walks in the door that wants a job at Jiffy Lube. They become part of family. Uh, they become part of your family. And, oh, and, and we're sure. going to help you with that. And I, I would love for you to share a little bit about 
the things you guys do for your people and how you invest in that? You know, I, I think it's it's something we've been committed to from the day we started. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very much in vogue now. Mm-hmm. I, I read yeah. articles all the time about people who are companies that are reaching out and trying to make a difference in the lives of, of their people. Uh, we've been doing that for 36 years, yeah. and we have so many great success stories. That we, we have we have people who've worked for us almost all 36 years. We have a lot of people over 20 years, which is unheard of yeah, in, in yeah. our world. But uh, and one of the coolest things that we, yeah, I talked about the new competitors coming to town. Uh, we have not lost a single person wow. getting hired away to a competitor. Yeah. I mean, just had the guys love working at Jiffy Lube. They take pride in it. And, and that's not easy to, it's not easy to build. It, no. it takes, it takes a lot. Uh, and, and especially all those years we were struggling where we really didn't have cash to, we couldn't offer yeah. great wages. We couldn't offer to help you buy your first house. We couldn't offer right. to, you know, we, we found ways to do it when, th- when situations would arise, we'd, we'd find a way to say yes. Right. right. Uh, whenever anybody was having trouble, but now we've, we've been able to, to formalize all that into this growing people through work program uh, that we've been doing formally for probably 15 years. Yeah. Uh, you know, we teach a seminar. The COVID has hurt because we yeah, couldn't yeah. get everybody together, but uh, we're, we're ramping that up again now. My COO, Lonnie Hinkle, who's who started off vacuuming rugs and is now the chief operating officer of the whole company. Uh, Lonnie's amazing. Um, he lost 100 pounds. He got his college degree. You know, he's That's 50 awesome. years old. He got 49 yeah. years old. He got his college degree. Uh, just constant positivity, constant striving to be better, constant, just a great leader of of, of men and women. Yeah. Uh, he, he has an infectious laugh and, and, uh, and, and he sets the tone, yeah. you know, like he's been great. Cause I set the tone for a lot, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's great to have somebody else and, and, and even, you know, far more people than Lonnie, but he, he really is the, is the key guy right now in terms of, of, uh, helping run this program. So he and I both uh, spend three hours with every new employee, we call it growing th- people through work seminar. You you're, you you don't get off probation unless you've come to the class. <laughs> there you go. So we have that. You know, people have to show up. Yep. We feed them dinner and we talk to them, and we talk about ourselves. We talk about our lives, how we got here. We talk about. You know, I, I was, I, I just went back to where my dad grew up in a tiny little nothing, dilapidated former coal mining town in western Pennsylvania, yeah. where. Uh, you know, his, his parents somehow stuck it out and got their kids to college. And, and my dad became a teacher and my, my uncle became a lawyer and yeah. all their kids are doing well. And all of our grand, all their grandkids are doing great. And yeah. so uh, it's, it's really an American dream story because it, I, I just went back to, to the graveyard where my grandparents are buried and just outside Robinson, Pennsylvania, no one's ever heard of it. Um, but it's across from Bolivar, which no one's ever heard of that either. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I, I, every chance I get, I go back to the town mm-hmm. and I took my wife and my daughter, my youngest daughter this time. And, uh, it just, it's good to see where we came from. Cause we, yeah. we, we came from a place that a lot of my Jiffy Lube guys are coming from today. Yeah. Uh, except our home wasn't broken. We had grandparents that were married 70 years or, right, you know, right. um, but today it's hard. And these people are, are, there's so many forces that, that, that can pull you down, that can, it's so easy to start making bad decisions. 
And so when we talk to the guys about that, we can, we can do it from personal experience. We can do it from, uh, you know, life experience. And so we talked to them about the, the need to have a can-do attitude, the need to, to, to believe in yourself, the need, the, the need to take pride in who you are and what you do. Yeah. And, and, and to, you know, if you're going to do something, do it well. Why, why half-ass it? Yeah. And, uh, and, and then we talk about financial literacy. We have Patricia Castaneda from Key Bank comes in and does a 45-minute session on budgeting and, and how, to ha- how to handle your money and challenging everybody to save at least $2,000 a year at a, at a minimum. Yeah. Uh, we talk to them about uh, uh, you know, just, just all, all, talk about yeah. eating healthy. We right. talk about right. it's three hours of us pouring out you know, the kind of advice and counsel that we got from our parents that a lot of our guys may not have gotten or may have may have for, forgotten or may uh, just may have slipped off the, or the radar. And so we try to get them back on track and, and we don't try, we, we try not to say the word try. Yeah. You either do or you don't do. Yep. Yoda. Star, I was going to say Star Yoda. Wars, I believe yeah. Yoda had that one. Yeah. 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 Do or do not. There yeah. is no try. Uh, we quote that quite a bit, and and I just said try. So I, when Lonnie sees this, a, he will give me a, a hard time. Okay. Yeah, I will, I will have to pay. <laughs> I will pay a fine for that. Um, but I mean that that's that's what it's all about. And 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 everybody that works at Jiffy Lube then gets put on a path to self improvement. We 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 care about what their goals are. We ask those questions. Yeah. We want to help. Not everybody aspires to change oil the rest of their life. Right. Uh, some of them want to become EMTs or, or police officers or teachers or any anything you know that, that runs the gamut. What the dreams of the people at Jiffy Lube are. Our our goal is to help them get there. Yeah. And uh, and and in some cases to convince them, hey, there's a better. If you just stay yeah. here, it's a good path too. Yeah. Uh, and a lot realize that. You know, the grass isn't greener on the other side. Hey, this is a pretty good company. This work is interesting. It's not. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of them aspire to be mechanics. Well, you know, we get to see a lot of different cars. You get to drive a lot of different cars uh, in and out of the building. You get to, you know, it's it's never ending change right. throughout the day versus a mechanic who's on one job all day long, right. changing a transmission out or something. You know, that's that may you may think that pays more. Uh, it really doesn't. No. I've got managers making six figure incomes. I've got uh, mechanics now that we've gotten into brakes and tires and, and minor repairs. We don't do big stuff, yeah. uh, but we do quick, quick, easy repairs and maintenance. Uh, we're expanding into largely because the EV cars are coming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Teslas don't need oil changes, but they do need tires and brakes and wiper blades and cabin air filters, and things like that. So, so we have started to move into hiring more uh, certified mechanics and, and trying to convince them, look, you can make more money here yeah. than you can make doing other stuff. And this is way more fun. Oh yeah. You know? Absolutely. So That's awesome. I don't know. It, it, it's been, it's been great. So we do, you know, in, in addition to the classes, we do, I mentioned first time home buyer programs. Uh, part of the financial literacy class is, you know, if you're paying rent, it's not as good as paying a mortgage. If, if you can, but but this, the hurdle for our guys is the down payment. Right. right. So we'll loan them $5,000 off wow. the book. Uh, they'll pay, you can pay it back however they can afford. Uh, but it, show, it gets them five grand to put down, which then can qualify for an FHA mortgage yeah, and yeah. can get them going on a, with a decent rate on a, on a, on a home. Um, we do tuition reimbursement. We have a, the, 
one of my favorite things. We, we started a Jiffy Lube Cares Fund where I give $50 a week for my paycheck. A lot of guys give 20 or 10 Some people give $2 a week. It's, yeah. uh, it's not mandatory. You give whatever you, can af- you think you can afford. But that money all goes into an account that then is used to provide uh, short-term loans to people that get in trouble. Okay. Yeah. And you'd be amazed, other than healthcare, which we have to fix as a country, it's, it's a killer. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. We have to fix that. Yep. Uh, my guys that, you know, they'll, they'll do, they'll make great decisions for years. They'll save eight or $10,000 and then their daughter slips and breaks her wrist and they get wiped out of everything they say. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it's yep. not right. We got to fix that. Anyway, we won't go into all yep. that. We yep. could do another couple so of we'll hours. So we'll do part on that. two. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Every, every other problem, almost every other problem faced by our people, and I'm sure it's the same for most, can be fixed with 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, it, it's the, I can't make my car payment this month, or my, my, you know, furnace went out, or, yeah. uh, you know, so, so we, we started this program and we now, uh, people apply, and we we have a committee. It's our manager of the year, our oh, rookie wow. manager of the year, our head of HR, and one of our senior district managers. Those four are the approval committee, and they run the program. and And we've collected over the years about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! Uh, sorry, we've collected about sixty five thousand gotcha. dollars. We've loaned out three hundred fifty thousand wow. because yeah, yeah. the money churns. Yeah. So so we've donated into this fund. You know, sixty-five thousand, decent amount of money. Yeah. But to give out three hundred and sixty grand in loans that people almost, almost always pay back. Yeah. Uh, we've had a few people that get the money and quit. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, yeah. I, I don't think nice things about them. But, uh, and I tell, I, I say yeah, that in the yeah. beginning, like guys, that you know, part of the part of growing up is being an adult, and if you borrow money, you pay it back. Yeah. You know, you don't find excuses to not pay it back, and you don't walk away from it. Right. Uh, that will haunt you. Karma, karma's a bitch. Can I say that on the podcast? Yeah, sure. We can say that. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, yeah, and I yeah. believe that. Yeah. Uh, like, like that, uh, that's why you're in the situation you're in yeah. because you've continued. Now you're continuing to make bad decisions. You know, now now you can't work here anymore. But yep. it's not going to smile. Not, nothing's going to smile on you until you figure that out. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of, I'll tell you what, what, one of the coolest things, uh, I would say some of our most loyal people, some of our best people left and came back. Yeah. They left, they didn't, they thought the grass was greener. They maybe one of, I think of one in particular who skipped out on a loan and ended up feeling bad enough about wow. skipping out on it. They came back, apologized, said, I want to come back to work. I want to pay that off and, and I want to do a good job. And, and so we, we had, we hired them back. Yeah. When they paid off the loan, I gave it back to them Wow. and just said, thank you. Know, like you're the, that's awesome. What yeah. you just did is awesome. You, uh, you are a man yeah. for coming back and taking care of your responsibility. So I appreciate you paying it back, but now it's a gift this time. And and he's you yeah. know, been with us for ten years. Yeah. So you know a lot of cool things, a lot of a lot of great stories. Well, and through and, the program, and that has created your culture. Of I mean, right. when you hear stories like that, it's it's they liked what they had, but they didn't know that they liked it until they went somewhere else, right. and they don't realize the investment that you and your team put in each person. And I think that's huge. 
Well, I mean, we've had some tragedy in our in our fam- Jiffy Lube family over the years. We had we had a manager uh, that was shot and killed in a robbery at a store. Oh uh, Nineteen years old, he was a shining star. Uh, it was horrible. Uh, we've had we uh, one of our top managers. Uh, his, when his daughter was four years old, they got T-boned by by a truck, and she's been paralyzed ever since. She just started working for us in oh, wow. in, in the wheelchair. Uh, down at US 31 South and stop 11. So uh, his daughter's now part of the part of the. Yeah. She's always been part of yes. our family, but right. uh, he brings her to every awards banquet. He and we've we've grown up with her. My yeah. kids know her. I mean, it's a it's a uh, it's been a tragedy, but it's come out uh, as well as it can be. He he rigged up a car. She's been driving since she was 16. Wow. He figured out a way to get her in and out of the van, and uh, I mean it, it's. It's a cool story, but she's now in her early 20s. She was working at a McDonald's and decided to come work with dad. That's awesome. And we're, we're thrilled to have her. So yeah. people see that, see how we, yeah, we gave him as much time off as he needed when that happened. We've had a lot of those kind of things where, you know, a week here, a week there, you know, take the time you need, get yeah. your family right, and then come back to work. It'll, we'll be waiting for you. So, yeah, I think all that pays off, but you don't really know. You feel like you're doing the right thing. It's hard to put a ROI on any of that. Yeah. But like I said, not losing anybody to the com- competition coming into town. And the other thing is during COVID, <coughs> you know, we, we, uh, COVID was really hard, mm-hmm. but you, we saw the d- dogged determination of so many of our people. We were short staffed. We were, we were slow. We were, uh, it was a it was a struggle, but yeah. everybody pulled together and we came out of it. And it like that. I remember telling Lonnie, "This is the payback. This is where you see the yeah. ROI. This is where all those years of building this culture. This is this is the payoff." Yeah, because they felt they felt ownership of it. They right. felt like they wanted to do it. It's unbelievable. So, well, one of the things that we do on our podcast before we end the show is final thoughts. But I do want to thank the Brookfield Group again for the amazing studio. I want to thank Chris. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, But one of the things we always do at the end of the show is a final thoughts. And of course, it's just, it can be anything and everything that you're thinking about. But uh, what are your final thoughts? And we've talked about so much, whether it's investing your people, you look at the arts, your your story. uh, But what are your final thoughts uh, for our show? Wow. I know. Well, I I make it so general that a lot of people are like, I don't know. What do we want to talk about? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think. For people who are looking to get into their own business, um, I, I just think there, there are so many opportunities. I, I look at my kids and the things that they're doing. Yeah. I look at for race weekend, we had we had the, the biggest TikTok stars in the world stay at our house. I, never, awesome. I never knew anything about TikTok, but but I, I know now these yeah, kids yeah. are making millions of dollars making what I would view as really stupid videos. <laughs> But, but apparently young girls like to watch them because they're kind of cute and they yeah. were a lot of fun and, and, and we had a blast with them at the yeah. house. But there's just so many ways. That the interesting thing with them is my my take on what they were doing was an old man going, this is nuts. But you sit and talk to them and, they, and at 19 they're talking about monetizing everything they do. They're talking about... Uh, I mean, these kids, they're where they are with the 25 million followers they have yeah. because they are entrepreneurs, because yeah. they are working it every day. They, the one kid said, you know, we don't do video games. Yeah, we don't waste time. Every hour to us is 30x. 
because yeah. we have a short window here. And if we're not, if we're not on, if we're not making the most of every hour, we're, we're wasting time and money. And, wow. and, and it was like, I was expecting, I watched their TikToks. I'm like, yeah, these, come on, man. <laughs> but you talk to these guys and they are on it. And, yeah. and, and that's really the, that focus and, and, and dogged determination to get what you want, uh, to get what, to, to fulfill your dreams, whatever those are. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, the best dreams are the ones that don't involve becoming rich. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. the ones that involve making a difference and helping people in their lives. But whatever people are focused on, uh, focus hard, stick to it, and, and make it happen. No excuses. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Steve. Thank you again to the Brookfield Group. Uh, if you want to watch this, we'll have it on social media everywhere and anywhere. Uh, but really appreciate your time, and thank you for sharing your oh, story. It's been great. Thanks. Yeah.